Hi, everyone. This is Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics and the law and a lot of things in between. I'm Jessica Levinson, a professor at Loyola Law School. Today, we're going to talk about the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. So this week in New York federal court, the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell begins based on charges of sex trafficking and other related charges that I'll talk about in a minute. Maxwell is the former British socialite. She's not formally British. She's a British former socialite who was the longtime companion of Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein committed suicide in prison two years ago. Some people like Epstein's brother claim that he didn't in fact commit suicide, that he was killed. It's been ruled a suicide. Maxwell's trial is expected to last about six weeks, and the testimony will reportedly include some of the alleged victims of Epstein and Maxwell's, and their names don't necessarily need to be revealed per a court order. Now, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has been in jail since July of 2020, since she was arrested. Okay, first, that's the background. So first, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Epstein, of course, was a wealthy financier who became infamous for allegedly bringing underage girls and others into a world of sex abuse. Essentially, the allegation is that he ran a sex criminal enterprise. Next, who is Maxwell? Maxwell is the longtime girlfriend or partner of Epstein, and she's accused, as I said, of sex trafficking and related charges. Let's talk about those charges specifically. There's six charges here. So she's charged with conspiracy to entice a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, enticing a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, conspiracy to transport a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors and sex trafficking of minors. So essentially here, three different charges and then adding on to each of those charges, the conspiracy charge. Now, again, all of this is based on Maxwell's alleged role of finding and bringing girls to Epstein's estates where they allegedly suffered sexual abuse. Next, what is the prosecutor going to argue here? Basically, the prosecutor is going to argue that Maxwell found and groomed underage girls to engage in criminal sex acts with Epstein, beginning in the early 1990s and up to the early 2000s. Put another way, Maxwell here is charged with trafficking underage girls to have sex with Epstein, and the allegation is that at times she actually participated more directly in their abuse. So in this case, prosecutors have argued that Maxwell recruited these girls, brought them into Epstein's world by promising them big money, essentially to give massages, that she helped facilitate the girls' appointments with Epstein while she knew that he intended to engage in criminal sex acts, again, with girls who are often underage. The allegation here, again, being that she created a situation where The girls felt trapped when Epstein began demanding sex acts from them. So that's basically the prosecution's case, what they're going to argue. Again, an estimated six weeks of trial, so a lot more could come out. But that's a summary of their strategy here. But what about the defense? What is the defense arguing? 
Well, Maxwell is going to argue, I think what she's been arguing outside of court and, and inside of court, that she's being unfairly targeted, that she can't receive a fair trial. She may even argue that she was one of Epstein's victims. And Maxwell, it looks like, is going to be relying on a psychologist, Elizabeth Loftus, who is a specialist in something called false memory. Essentially, I think to question the alleged victim's memories and to try and undermine the alleged victim's memories. Um, now, this is a psychologist who testified on behalf of Harvey Weinstein in his rape and sexual assault trials. And Maxwell, as I said, I think she's going to be arguing more generally to try and undermine the credibility of accusers, um, saying they were willing participants in this enterprise of sex for money. And also, I think she might, it looks like, bring up claims that these alleged accusers are now pointing the finger at Maxwell to try and get a bigger payout from a victim's compensation fund. Now, of course, this is all playing out against the backdrop of what we live in now, which is our Me Too era. Not at all clear how her tack of trying to blame the victims will play for the jury and whether or not the jury will be amenable to those claims. Now, that brings us, I think, to the next question, which is, is this a slam dunk case? And despite all of what we've heard, which frankly amounts to really grotesque behavior, if true, this isn't a slam dunk case in court, in part because this is an old case. Memories fade. It can be hard to get to certain evidence. There's still a lot of work to do to get to a guilty verdict. That's not to say that the alleged acts here are okay or that there's anything that, if these acts are true, would make them in any way permissible. Just to say that the prosecutors certainly have a job ahead of them. Now, what are the unknowns here? We don't know specifically who's going to testify, or at least at this point, and what they will say. We don't know if there will be other kind of high-profile people who are brought into the case. Something else that's being reported that I wanted to talk to all of you about, isn't Maxwell facing other charges? Yes. So she is going to be separately tried for perjury based on alleged lying and depositions in a civil case that was brought by one of Epstein's accusers. Now, speaking of other cases, we do need to, I think, before we end, talk about what happened in 2008. Wasn't Epstein himself accused of having sex with underage girls? And didn't he, in fact, serve jail time? And the answer is yes. Police found sexual abuse of local girls in Florida at Epstein's Palm Beach property. The then U.S. attorney, Alex Acosta, allowed Epstein to work out, frankly, a very favorable plea deal in which he served one year in local jail and spent a lot of that time out of jail on work release. Alex Acosta, of course, was later uh, nominated by former President Trump to be the labor secretary, and Acosta then eventually stepped down. So everybody, that's the summary of what we are going to see. Again, this week we begin this long-awaited trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. 
talk to you a little bit about the background, what the prosecution's going to argue, what the defense is going to argue, the fact that this is not a slam dunk case, and a little bit of the other legal troubles that Maxwell is facing. So I hope that helps unpack a lot of the legal news around this. I want to thank everybody for listening. You can find me, as always, on Twitter, Instagram, and kind of on TikTok at Levinson Jessica. You can find Joe, my co-host, on Twitter and Instagram at InDepthDay. And I wish you all a good day. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye.